Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B&E. What's B&E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Put them together for a buck-off Thursday, brought to you by the Austin Gamblers, Austin's professional bull-riding team. What's better than a buck-off Thursday and the buck and, bron- buck and bulls over the Austin Gamblers? Rodeo days or gambler days are coming August 25th through the 27th. Get your tickets now. Somebody's going to win some tickets to that event with a good buck-off between now and 10 o'clock this morning. Deliver them. And as we've told you with our partnership with the Austin Gamblers, you can deliver a buck off any day of the week. Just hit our Twitter page or get us on social media and deliver that buck off in real time. Like if you were so mad about the Texas Rangers horrible call at the plate the other night, you should have delivered a buck off. If you're a Houston Astros fan and you just can't stand watching Jose Abreu in the batter's box anymore in his three-year contract, you can go ahead and give a buck off because it's getting old. But he wasn't even in the lineup yesterday when they got a victory and scored 10 runs, which is... Probably not a coincidence. Also, uh, if you get uh, frustrated with anything we say or do or talk about, you can certainly buck us off as well. That's fine. We're open season. Buck on Ty. He's got the zingers going on this Ty's morning. He's got now. the zingers, man. He's he's, he's all got in. them there. He's, he's all lobbying in on the zingers. For, I'm a new man. He's lobbying for. Uh, you said you went to bed at nine o'clock last night. Maybe you should do that more often. I know. Going on my schedule, huh? He's well, lo- I, I, I'm on this <laughs> new. This new. I don't drink coffee anymore. I drink this like protein coffee. Oh yeah. And just oh, one yeah. one shaker of it got me going in the mornings. That's good. You're lobbying. For but does it help you sleep? Do you sleep? Not a big deal. And it still knocks you. Can still sleep. I've been it? sleep this week. I've pretty much all I've done is come here. Either <laughs> I've had like a podcast every day, and I'm sleep- I'm either here working, sleeping. We're doing that. Busy guy. Oh, even you weren't here last week. Dude slept on that couch out there. That couch. He had with that big lump in the. That might be tonight as well. Ooh, dude, that's the most uncomfortable couch of all time. That right here yeah. in this hallway. Mm-hmm. How do you sleep on that? Aren't you better on off on the your floor? Back I kind of fall into the cushions. Oh, so you you no fall into where that lump hurts. is in the middle. I mean, I woke up to Bucky coming in, and he just was laughing. Don't you just at like me. pull the cushions off of it and sleep on that? Like set up like a little bed on the floor, or sleep on a table or something. No blanket either. Oh, oh. oh my gosh, you must have been intoxicated. Uh, Ty is lobbying for Zeke Elliott back to the Cowboys. No one else is bidding for him. Also, he wants Grady Dick to the Mavericks, which would be a good thing. And in the the by the way, Z, Elon Musk that asked for the cage match with Mark Zuckerberg. So I got to think he's ready, even though Mark Zuckerberg is a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. But who wouldn't watch that? Like I don't want to watch these old dudes fight. I want to see those two fight. Is That'd this like awesome. fight to the death? Is this like oh I, yeah. winner takes no all? Rules. Chairs, no rules, man. No rules. Gouging of eyes. Oh, yeah. Zuckerberg Biden, and everything. Elon, I'm in. I mean, that's up there with like a Joe Biden v. Donald Trump cage match. <laughs> I, I think those would get this about the same views. 
I think you should take this one. This one should go. This one should happen. This is the horn has a casting couch. No, it's just an old, gross <laughs> couch. I don't know where it even came from. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard some the stories COVID about blanket. That couch. No, oh, sure. the co- there COVID. might have been some casting done on that couch, yeah. but <laughs> the COVID blanket's gone. I can't even sit on that thing. Like, I can't you sit either. on it and it's oh, uncomfortable. No, I, like, oh. no, my back oh, it's covered in dog hair. Like it's... no. It says, get him a cot. Well, it's got three big cushions. You just pull the cushions off and put it on the flat ground. Those cushions actually come well, off that the issue. Off yeah, that they thing? do. There's a better couch that's in the, uh, you know, Dave the Dave in the Cave in his studio, a big one that kind of you can kind of sprawl out on. But oh, yeah, that one's All good. of last week, Cole, who you might have heard down, and if you listen to Coke FM in the mornings, he was filling, Cole in, Dixon. For, filling, in, filling in for Eric, and he decided to sleep up here every night because he doesn't trust himself to wake up that early. <laughs> so, you he, want, do you want Cole Dixon on the Mavericks, too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, uh, yeah, that'd be great. By the way, we report you decide. Um, probably not good for the uh, the Titanic vessel. No, the, it's uh, over submersible. With, As of six oh eight this morning, our time, they ran out of whatever air would have been available, uh, thousands of feet below the North Atlantic Sea. So, rest in peace, likely to, the, to those five people. And uh, terrible piece of news there, but not surprising at this point based on the storyline. Also, a little more on the lighthearted side, the. Uh, Remember we told you about the Jello shots record in in uh, Omaha? We got a great baseball game tonight in Omaha, by the way, folks. We'll tell you about that coming up in the headlines. A great baseball game. But remember the Jello shot controversy yeah, at right. Rocco's Bar and Grill, right. where they sell Jello shots for each team and the the, the program. We're we finding out LSU drank had more of those well, shots. So, well, so LSU has shattered the record of the most Jello shots purchased and consumed at, at Rocco's uh, this week. There are over twenty one thousand four hundred. That broke the old record was held by Ole Miss fans. Ole Miss fans just recently. Well, it turns out that the owner of the uh, the, the the Raisin Canes, you know, Raisin Canes, that uh, chicken joint, mm-hmm. the owner reportedly bought six thousand dollars worth of Jello shots. So they cheated. So to to push it over the top. So he, I, mean, I don't even know what that cost. Six thousand dollars worth of Jello shots. Uh, so some are saying that it's tainted. It's tainted. If one rich dude buys, yeah, you can't do that. No, your individual people have to be a part of that. You can't have one rich. Dude or dude s going there and buy that. So for this you. is the asterisk. Do yeah, we, do we for have, sure. So Ole Miss still owns the record. It's yes, like, uh, I believe so. It's like Lou Gehrig. It's a Mickey Mouse championship. Yeah, this is not the real championship. I mean, it's like Roger Maris still yeah, owns the your, home run record. Your people have to spend the money. You can't have one person. <laughs> people are although cash is cash. Cash is cash. I mean, they sold. Oh, it's true. You know, the guy bought six thousand of those bad boys. But, yeah, some are calling for that to be be a, an asterisk next to it, for sure. Okay, let's get to the other headlines. Then we're going to talk with uh, the – this says, come on, these $6,000 worth of Jello shots cost $6,000. Well, I don't know how much the Jello shots are. I don't know what the price tag on each Jello shot I'd is. I'd say about 2 bucks. That's what I do not know. So I don't, I'm unaware of how much a Jello shot Would costs. Would that be con- If it's a dollar, yes. It'd man, be six- the margins on those things. Do, oh. they, do they call that drinking e or do they call that eating? Because, you know, when I have my Jello, it's I call it drink. eating. It's an edible drink. Edible drink. Edible drink, okay. You slurp it. Like a similar, like a gummy or something? No. You, you know what's kind of cool, though, Ty? I, I, I don't do Jello shots, but if you do, you can take, like, you know, you, if you get the orange orange Jello and you mix in some of that, like that uh, vanilla vodka. Yeah. It tastes like a... Cream soda? Cream, 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 cream sickle. Cream sickle? Cream really? Sickle. You, can, you can get, with the, with the flavored alcohols... The infused booze, you can make some some fun flavors. I'm looking into a 4th of July party. So <laughs> there you go. Wow. Really a good idea there. There you go. Let's do it. You'd be, you'd be unique that way. Let's get to the other headlines. Then we'll talk some NBA draft with Keenan Womack. 
Top Gun Equipment Rentals bring you the news. And, yes, we will start with uh, a late night at Q2 Stadium, but a good one for Austin FC as they beat the uh, beat FC Dallas for the first time ever in the regular season. 3-0 was the final. 3-0. First half goals from Ethan Finley and Diego Fagundes. And then a final tally from Yazi Zardes uh, sealed the deal. As we say, the first time they've ever beaten FC Dallas in the regular season. Match didn't start until after 10 o'clock last night. Original kickoff was pushed back an hour because of the extreme heat and then delayed an additional 90 minutes because of the storms. Regardless, big win for the Verde. They will host Houston, the Dynamo, at Q2 Stadium on Saturday night looking for another three points. Dynamo, by the way, blew out San Jose last night 4-1. to To baseball, College World Series in Omaha down to three teams left now. TCU eliminated yesterday. They fell to Florida 3-2. to uh, TCU shortstop Anthony Silver's eighth inning double tied the elimination game at two in the eighth, but the Gators pushed across the winning run with an infield single in the ninth. They get the win. They will play for the national championship starting Saturday. Their opponent remains undecided or unknown because LSU avoided elimination last night. They took down Wake Forest five to two. Tigers scored two in the uh, a run in the second, four more in the third, and rolled to the victory. They forced that deciding game tonight, and what a game it will be! Paul Skeens on the mound for LSU, twelve and two on the year. Likely number one draft pick in the MLB draft. It'll be Rhett Louder for Wake Forest, 15-0 on the year with an ERA of 1.90. That one goes at 6 o'clock tonight. Major League Baseball, Rangers and Astros both win rubber games yesterday and last night. Rangers 6-3 winner in Chicago. A little irony there where Jonah Heim belted a three-run homer in the, the decisive hit of the night. That was the night after he was involved in that controversial play at the plate. Ezekiel Duran also hit a home run. Rangers off tonight. They'll get uh, have some fun this weekend in New York. A series with the Yankees. Astros. Won the third game of their series with the Mets, 10-8. to uh, Alex Bregman, three more hits. Yiner Diaz and Chaz McCormick, two-run homers. Astros also off today. They're going to play the L.A. Dodgers this weekend out in Los Angeles in a good one. Round Rock Express, their game with Sacramento rained out last night. They won't make it up. They'll play again tonight, though, at 7.05 on a Thursday Thursday. And tonight is the NBA draft in Brooklyn. Barclays Center, San Antonio on the clock with the number one pick. Almost certain to select the 7-4 French phenom Victor Wenbanyama. Houston has the fourth pick. Mavericks pick 10th. Big trade yesterday in the NBA. Boston Celtics, Washington Wizards, Memphis Grizzlies hooking up on a three-team deal that will send Kristaps Porzingis to Boston, Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies, Tyrus Jones to the Wizards. Also yesterday, three-time All-Star forward Chris Middleton has declined his player option with the Milwaukee Bucks. He will be a free agent come July. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Get a free Hustler generator with purchase of select Hustler zero-turn mowers in stock till June 30th at Top Gun. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. All right, so... Turns out the Jello shots were five bucks a piece. So the Grayson Canes guy spent thirty grand. Jesus, thirty grand on Jello shots. Hey, spend it if you got it. Spend it if you got it. Kind of like those billionaires who have perished, likely in the North Atlantic Sea. Jeez. Hey, let's go to the Vaqueros hotline and uh, talk some NBA draft. Our first visit, but you hear him quite often on the Wagner Wire. He does a podcast with Ty. He works at OrangeBloods.com. He is Keenan Womack. Keenan, how are you? And I'm fantastic. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, I've been listening to y'all forever. It's very cool to be on your show. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you, man. Hey, I was looking at your uh, your Substack, which I like, draftpunkofficial.substack.com, and it's chalked with great yeah, information on the so NBA draft. It. Yeah, really good, and we'll let you plug it as well. Uh, but you've got your final big board up there, and uh, right at the top you've got Victor Wenbanyama. You've done the, the deep dive video research on this guy. We know he's... He's, a, he's potentially a once-in-a-generational player. At least he's being called that for the San Antonio Spurs. Do you agree with that assessment? I do. I think it's really, you know, it's it's something to – like he is the type of player that – basically he's the best prospect since LeBron James. And I don't say that lightly. You know, I think 
honestly, I the hype for Zion Williamson was pretty crazy. Um, but man, this guy is just he's kind of a can't miss prospect. Um, because he had, I mean, there's always the injury bug, of course, but he has avoided serious injuries thus far. Knock on wood, of course, we want to see him have a beautiful, fruitful career in San Antonio, but uh. Man, uh, his play style is very interesting. So, for those who aren't aware, he's a seven foot five. He's a center, eight foot wingspan, um, but he can dribble the ball. Like he, he's got handles, kind of like how Durant does. Uh, he can shoot it from the mid range. He's not great from three yet, but he shoots step backs. Like he, he, he shoots off pin down screens. Like it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. It's, it's ridiculous. It looks like an NBA two K create a player. <laughs> well, and, and when you say that, I've heard the comparison with Kevin Durant, the way he can shoot it and the skill. Well, that's I mean, that's like Kareem with the skyhook. That's an unblockable shot, right? I mean, how do you defend a guy who's 7'5", who shoots up over his head and, and can really shoot at a high percentage? Absolutely. And, like, the way when he fades away, that release point is so high, it's basically impossible to contest for anybody. I mean, considering he'll be – I think he'll be the tallest guy in the league or, or at least like tied for it. If not the tallest, um, you know, there's going to be nobody who's going to be able to really contest shots, especially on step backs and fadeaways. Um, it's really interesting to watch him play. I was talking to another scout uh, named Steven uh, the other day about Wimbanyama and we were talking player comparisons. And he said, I think he's a seven foot five Jason Tatum. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. No, he's, incredible if you're a san antonio fan you should be super stoked i got my fiance a surprise and she just got it yesterday it's a women yama metropolitan's 92 which is this french league team jersey so she'll be able to wear it for the draft tonight. that's awesome hey Keenan, tell me this about women yana is he is he the guy that that when you when you talk about injury wise and and his weight wise i mean he, he's a basketball player he's got a natural he's really moves well without the ball his defensive skills are, mm-hmm. are incredible. Do you do you worry that he's going to try to? I mean, I know it's not a worry, but I mean, is he going to try to make too many defensive plays? He's going to get himself in a in a bad situation because he is is, is a hell of a defender. He loves block. He really gets a kick out of blocking shots. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, do you mean get in trouble as in like foul trouble? Well, I know get in trouble as in the way he comes down and in angles. I mean, he's not a oh, 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 a big bone dude. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think uh, if you're San Antonio, you can't really worry about that. I think this guy is a, such a generational once in a lifetime type of player. I mean, I've never seen anything like him. And the other thing about Wimbenyama that's underrated is he is a dog, man. Ooh, he yeah. is super competitive. You know, he does not like to lose at all. He's super uh you know, he's super driven, super focused. He's going to work really hard. He is a perfect fit for the Spurs and the Spurs culture. Yeah, he's not. This is the way he's been playing all his life. All of a sudden, him becoming a crazy defender, trying to block every shot, that's just what he does. Yeah, he'll be an immediate impact on yeah. the defensive end. I mean, yeah. he just can't be that I mean, that 100%. long. Immediate impact there, and then the offensive game will come. You have to imagine Spurs, obviously, uh, win that lottery ball again. Uh, one time it was David Robinson, another time it was Tim Duncan, and now it's Victor Wenbanyama. All right, Charlotte has the two pick followed by the Portland Trailblazers and the Rockets. How do you see the re- the next four, three picks going after Wemby goes to San Antonio? Okay, so here here I'm going to explain who I would pick, and then I'm going to explain who I think is going to get picked. Because at number two, 
Uh, to me, it's not even close. You got to go Scoot Henderson, the G League Ignite point guard, six foot four, six nine wingspan, incredibly explosive, super quick, uh, super strong for uh, his size at six four. He's like very strong, finishes through contact well. Uh, you know, and his three point shooting is pretty bad right now, but I believe that he can improve it because he has a very, very effective pull up mid range jumper. Uh, so when he's able, if you're able to do that and you're able to shoot, you know, decently from the free throw line, which he did, I think he was like 74, 75%. I believe that the three point shot could develop. Um, but I think Charlotte's going to pick Brandon Miller from Alabama. He's a wing. He's six foot nine. Um, I'm trying to think of a good player comp for Miller. People say Paul George. I don't really think Paul George. I think um, more like Chris Middleton than Paul George, which is still an amazing player, of course. You know, it's a great pick, but I think Scoot Henderson is like Derrick Rose. Like, that's who Scoot reminds me of. He's like that level of, like, explosive athleticism. And so you you say they're going Brandon Miller. That means Scoot Henderson goes uh, three to Portland, or could he slide to Houston? Or how do you think yeah, that plays out? I think, no, I think Portland. I think Portland's going to snag Scoot and uh, pair him with last year's draft pick shooting guard Shaden Sharp out of Kentucky. And I think that'll be a really good backcourt in a couple of years. I think that's a scary good backcourt. Actually, I think Shaden Sharp's going to be great. He's a total freak athlete too. Um, and uh, yeah, I think they'll probably end up. Damian Lillard, I think, is maybe going to get dealt tonight. Yep. Ooh, tonight. Oh, that would be a huge storyline. I think it could happen. I'm not saying it will, but it's a thought I have. All right. Keenan Womack with us, hornsbuds.com, and, of course, the Substack, uh, which we'll, we'll promote again. What does Houston do it for, Keenan? They're going to pick Amen Thompson. So there's these two twins in this draft, the Thompson twins, Amen and Asar. They're from Georgia, I believe. And, um, uh, when I say, like, once-in-a-generation athlete, I'm not saying player yet because the skills aren't quite there, but just from a pure athleticism standpoint, he and his brother, Amen and Asar, will be top five, top ten athletes in the NBA the second they step on the court. That's how athletic these guys are. And Houston has essentially made it known that's who they're going to go with, I think. I'd be really surprised if Amen didn't go fourth overall. I'd be shocked. Uh, I, I'm almost certain he'll go there. Um, he's basically he's a six-seven guy, freaky athleticism, uh, you know, point guard skills, good distributor, horrendous jump shot. Horrendous <laughs> jump shot. One of the worst jump shots I've ever seen in my entire life. But I think this athleticism is so generational that you have to take a chance on this guy. I don't think there's – and the fact that he could be a six seven point guard, you could pair him with Jalen Green, have the most athletic backcourt in the NBA. I mean, that's a really fun proposition. And of course, the other area of Jalen Green. Now, Ime Udoka in coaching the Houston Rockets, coming in from Boston after his uh, fallout there with the Celtics. Uh, at 10, the Mavericks. I know you cover the Mavericks closely in your time, and they, you know, they're know, they not mm-hmm. going to get one of those, you know, f- you know, I don't think foundational kind of players, but they don't need one. They've got Luka Doncic. They likely will have Kyrie Irving uh, re-signed when it's all said and done. Uh, or you, know, you can weigh in on that Kyrie thing, whether it happens or not. But, you know, who do the Mavericks take? they have to be able to get a nice piece at 10 that can help or at least make a trade here to put somebody and put some people around Luka Doncic. Yeah, you know, if I'm the Mavericks, um, I think about trading back maybe. Um, uh, also, I do think Kyrie's going to re-sign with the Mavericks. I'd be pretty surprised. Um, 
I think the Mavs are basically bidding against themselves at this point. I don't think anybody else is really because the Lakers were involved, but they just don't have the financials to make it work with Kyrie Irving. They'd have like three players if they <laughs> traded for him. You know, they'd have to run four dudes out there every night um, instead of five. But um, I really like the idea of Dallas either trading back and picking a. I, I don't. I'm not a huge Derek Lively guy, right? A lot of people are big into him. He's a center from Duke. He's seven one, seven eight wingspan. Like that's crazy. But he just did not produce in college, and I understand why because Duke ran a very cutting heavy motion offense where most of the offense is the point guard uh, looking for cutters from the perimeter to the rim and just trying to hit them and score. So like there were a lot of offensive sets designed. Well, I guess there aren't that many because it's motion, but there weren't a lot of plays and stuff designed to get lively ball to score because you know he's not super skilled i think he's i I think he's a great defensive prospect but you know he averaged five rebounds a game it's like if you look at a guy like mo bamba who played at texas a few years ago similar measurables and just vastly outproduced uh lively and and even mo bamba has had trouble uh, in the NBA. I, and I can tell you the dream pick for the Mavericks would be Jairus Walker out of the University of Houston. He's a, he's a power forward. He's, he's a little height-wise. He's undersized. He's like six six and a half, But he weighs 250, and he has a 35-inch vertical. He's like Hercules. Um, and he's an incredible rebounder, great defensive player, and he's just a guy you can plug in there immediately and just play right off the bat and start at four for you. Yeah, he's likely to be gone, but if he were to be there, you'd drive. Now, now uh, Ty Henderson, our producer, has told us he wants he wants Grady Dick from uh, Kansas. Is that all right? Uh, man, so I do like Grady Dick uh, quite a bit, actually, but, like, my problem with, with Grady Dick is, like, the Mavericks' problem isn't really offense. Like, and I'm not even saying Grady Dick's a bad defender because he's not, but he's, he's like a – He'll be like an average, probably, defender in the NBA. He's got decent size and length, so that helps. But And he's a great shooter, great offensive player. He's more than just a shooter. But I think the Mavericks have to try to fix this front court in some way. If they can somehow finagle Onyeka Kongwu from Atlanta, uh, I would be super stoked about that for them. They just have to find some kind of center or power forward because I cannot – watch Dwight Powell start at center again. I can't I can't do it, man. I'm gonna have to like not watch sports anymore if I have to watch that again. It's gonna be awful. Yeah, that's that's a common theme among Mavericks fans. Get rid of Dwight Powell, find someone who can replace him. I like the guy. It's just not a starter. <laughs> yeah, not a starter. Uh, last thing, Keenan Womack, OrangeBuds.com, NBA draft is tonight in Brooklyn. Uh, outside of the, the the Texas teams, what other Big 12 players could we see drafted tonight? Grady Dick, obviously. I think Keontae George out of Baylor could go tonight. What other, Are there any other uh, names that we're familiar with that could go off the board here in the first round? Uh, let me see, let me think. Um, yeah, not not really in the first round, I don't think. You know, I think Jalen Wilson out of Kansas is going to get drafted. I think Keontae Johnson out of Kansas State is going to get drafted, I think. Uh, uh, those are two guys. Yeah, I mean, like, this wasn't like a huge um, NBA production year. I think Mike Miles from TCU is going to get drafted, too, actually. People don't haven't really been talking about him, but I love his game. I think he's really good. I think um, he'll probably start as, like, a two-way contract guy, you know, um, but I, I love his game. And, you know, Missouri doesn't count because they're in the SEC now, but they have a guy that's going to get drafted. But, yeah, Big 12 had some great teams, but not a ton of uh, 
pros produced uh, in this in this particular season. Interesting. Ken, do you think that that Scoot Henderson is always going to be just a slasher more so than a three point shooter, or is there a possibility he gets better? I mean, I you don't see guys all of a sudden just getting better in the pro level as three point shooters. Do you see him get it? He has to get a little bit better though, the way he shoots the threes. He's not consistent enough from outside, is he? No, he's not, but what I like about Scoot is if he can – he doesn't have to be a great three-point shooter. He needs to be a respectable three-point shooter so that when people come up on him, mm-hmm. uh, guard him on the perimeter, he can beat people off the dribble. Oh, he'll beat you off the – he'll kill you off the dribble. Quick first step. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's super quick first step. Like, very, very quick, explosive first step. So, um, just getting that three-point percentage up, even four or five points over the next two, three years, would be massive for his uh, effectiveness. Good stuff right there, Keenan. Keenan, tell them about the Substack. I mentioned it earlier, but, man, it's chock full of good information. How do folks find it? Oh, yeah. I mean, so it's linked on my Twitter, at Keenan Womack, but it's draftpunkofficial.substack.com. And you can find my uh, Longhorns basketball writing at orangebloods.com. If you're not a member there, what are you doing? Sign up. Oh, I wanted to ask you this there, there Keenan. You went to uh, Dallas Jesuit, I was told. Do you have any scouting report on I the did. What, yes, what, sir. Do you have a scouting report on uh, Max Acemus, the newest long, one of the newest Longhorns? I just wrote a piece about Max Acemus uh, this week, or I mean last week. So uh, you can find that piece. You can find out who. I, I mean, I'll tell you. But he reminds me of Jimmer Fredette, actually, um, which is. Ooh. Really a good thing because Jimmer Fredette's one of the best college players we've ever seen. I'm not saying Aismas is quite as good as uh, as he is, but he is a sniper. He can pull up from three. He has unlimited range. He's a good pick-and-roll passer. I love Aismas' game and heard that, A, he's super humble, and B, super hungry. He wants it. Looking forward to nice. reading that. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Good stuff right there. Enjoy the draft tonight. We'll check in afterwards at some point and get your thoughts. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it, guys. Keenan Womack is the name. You Very similar to Ty. He likes Dick, huh? <laughs> Who doesn't, you know? <laughs> He's a good ball player. Good ball player. Not <laughs> as much as I do, though. No, no, no. He, he wasn't quite nobody as Nobody does. Not as much as you. Between that, between that and Zeke Elliott, there's, there's uh, not A lot of love going on. <laughs> Lots of love. Uh, he did think that uh, maybe D- Damian Lillard gets traded tonight. That would be a huge subplot to this offseason in the NBA. We'll keep an eye on all that. they do- got to figure out, what am I Philadelphia 76ers going to do now that they feel like they have a guard? Well, we'll certainly we need look Draymond at the- Green. That's who we need. We'll come back. We'll pick up these conversations. Also, Craig Way has his report. Salacious gossip in the blitz for the end of the hour on a busy Thursday here on BNE. It's Bucky and Aaron. Good stuff with Keenan Womack on the NBA draft tonight. Also tonight, great baseball game from Omaha. Should be a great game. Maybe the two, I shouldn't even say maybe, the two best pitchers in college baseball will go head-to-head. LSU with Paul Skeens facing uh, Rhett Lauder of Wake Forest. 15-0 for Lauder, 12-2 for Skeens in the 100-mile-an-hour heat. And uh, the, the strength for Lauder is his changeup. He can throw high velocity, but he also has the best changeup in college baseball, which keeps lineups off balance. That 15-0, 1.90 ERA would be a good indicator of the off-balance nature he creates. Uh, it's uh, winner goes to the championship series to play the Florida Gators. That should be some must-watch television tonight in addition to the NBA draft. It's interesting, Buck. Um, and by the way, we're going to talk to Mike Craven, Dave Campbell's Texas football, top of the next hour. Uh, I have my Dave Campbell's magazine right here. If you're watching on our Twitch channel on, at hornfm.com, you can see Sonny Dykes on the cover. Uh, Mike wrote the... Uh, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The cover story on Sonny Dykes and most of the words in here covering college football will ask me. He told me the other night how many total words he's written in this magazine. It's a lot. He also is my co-host on the Eyes on Texas multicast. So we'll talk to to Mike about the, the highlights of the magazine. And yesterday was the day that the media ballot was due for the preseason All-Big 12 team, the Big 12 rankings and Big 12 players and, and teams. We'll get Mike's thoughts on his ballot uh, for the 2023 Big 12 uh, season, which is fast approaching now. But, Buck, when we talk about these NBA, this NBA draft, right, every draft is, you know, player draft in the professional leagues is different. We know the NFL, you know, it's seven rounds. Every player played major college football, essentially, and comes into the draft, right? Major League Baseball will be coming up this summer. That's a collection of college players and high school players right? that get drafted. Of course, Major League Baseball has an, also has an international draft, which is not as much ballyhooed, but they select players from around, and they have the international pool of money to sign players out of other countries. But um, And then the uh, – so, so that's it, their draft. The NBA draft is really becoming pretty interesting because, you know, the first four guys, maybe the first five guys tonight didn't play major college basketball. Right. Like Victor Wimbanyama played professionally in France. We know that. The uh, next pick could be Scoot Henderson. He played for the G League Ignite in the developing G League. And then the next two players that he mentioned, the Thompson Twins, which not the 70s British pop band. No. Nope. Were you a fan of the Thompson Twins? No. No? I don't want either. Uh, well, this will mark the first time when the Thompson brothers, Amen and As- 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 Asar, is that how you say it? A-U-S-A-R, mm-hmm. are projected to go maybe back-to-back, both in the top five. Ty mentioned this earlier, but they're coming from a league called Overtime Elite. And when you see that, you're thinking, like, well, what is Overtime Elite? Well, this is a professional league for 16- to 20-year-old players that just started five years ago. And the, the, the Dan Porter was the co-founder and CEO of Overtime. He's raised $250 million and carved out a place alongside the NBA's G League. And he has a quote here to front office sports saying, it's exciting, it's crazy. Six years ago, Overtime didn't exist. Four years ago, Overtime was an Instagram account. And now two of our guys are going to go in the top ten of the NBA draft. It's pretty amazing. So this is a, a league where players can get paid and name, image, and likeness and, and sign contracts starting at 16 years old and play until they're 20 and then hopefully develop enough to play and get drafted in the NBA. Novel concept, right? Uh, and so it competes against the G League or, or another alternative to going to college, even going to high school, right? You can oh, for sure. not play high school when you're 16 and join this league, which is what the, uh, the Thompson Twins did. So in the top five to seven of the draft – Players will be coming from you know several international players playing professionally, G League. Like I don't, when is the first college player going to get drafted? Ty, do we know when is the first uh, major college player going to go off the board? Man, it'd probably be the villain, maybe Whitmore out of Villanova. Villanova. That, that. But there's also been reports he could be falling to anywhere to ten. So, which is really interesting. And obviously, this is all you know a fluid deal. It's it's changing as it goes, and the NBA is about to go back to its 18 year old age limit. So the yeah, one and that done. guy or the Duke guy, lively the big kid. Yeah, the big kid from from Duke. Yeah. Uh, who you know Keenan didn't have a high opinion of, but th- it's interesting the the, the options. Now I say that because I mentioned this earlier. 
Now, the NFL and football has a pretty good system that some would say doesn't need much tinkering with, that, you know, you play your, your three or four years of major college football, you build name, you, you can now cash in on your name, image, and likeness in college, and you can, you know, then move on to the National Football League. But I wonder, with the success of what's happening with Overtime Elite, there is a, the former president of the USFL is launching a spring football league for high school football players. Don't want it. Brian Woods, who stepped down as USFL president at the end of last year, said his prep super league will begin next year with a six-week season. Uh, League officials intend to have a season running from April 19th through May 24th with teams located in Atlanta, Cleveland, Dallas, Houston, New Jersey, New Orleans, L.A., Miami, Phoenix, and San Diego, and, you know, a bunch of teams. He's trying to start hiring coaches. And the idea of the league is kind of like this Ignite. From 16 years old on, you can play in this league. Uh, it sounds like you, but but like if you start playing when you're 16 or 17, you're going to be not eligible to play for your high school team. Right. Right. You're not going to be. But as of 16, you can start cashing in. You don't have to wait till you're 18 and going off to college. You can start cashing in on your name, image, and likeness and get a deal when you're 16 years old. Uh, obviously, trying to poach players straight out of the high schools uh, and keep them off of their high school football team. I don't. I think, um, by the way, Brandon Miller is going to go two or three. We forgot about Brandon Miller from Alabama. Yeah. That's right. He'll, he'll go top three. That'll be the first college player taken. Appreciate that uh, uh, on the text line. But, you know, I don't know that this works because it does feel like high school players – now, the, 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 one, the players who will join this league, Buck, are the ones who want to get paid. Because, like, state of Texas, UIL, you, you can't take money, name, image, and likeness. There is – you're not going to be able to be eligible to play for your, you know, 4A, 5A, 6A football team. But would this be an alternative? You said you don't like it. I don't like. I don't. I don't. The maturity level, for me, for 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 football type, you know, the aggressive player, football players. E. Well, they'd be playing See, against kids their own age. I know. I mean, everybody in the league would be of that age bracket, sixteen to twenty, much like the overtime elite. I don't pretend to know how. How long do they have to? I mean, how long do they have to stay? Just at sixteen, can they then go NFL? Well, afterward, I mean, do they have to stay a certain amount of time? But the league only runs for a couple of months in the spring, um, right? But you know, he's—I guess they're competing with seven on seven. Um, he said, uh, but but so this is a brand new deal. The guy who was running the USFL uh, players will be able to participate in the league only if they're enrolled at an accredited middle school or high school curriculum, curriculum, and live in one-on-one leagues in one of the league's twelve markets. Um, Wood says he plans to target prospects entering their sophomore or junior years of high school this fall. But obviously if they join this league, they're going to be ineligible to play for their high school team. Right. They would just simply play in this league. Well, and they can get paid. Flo- yeah, they'll have it in Florida. There goes your, f- well. He believes the situation could make th- this type of league appealing to recruits as they st- seek to stand out, essentially. Uh, I don't, I-, I can understand why this is working in basketball, I think. I do. Okay. <laughs> um, but I don't know, because football, now that name, image, and likeness is, is allowed at the end of, at the college level, you can go to college and make money, but the only the only advantage of this league I can see, Buck, would be your you can start making money when you're 16. You don't have to wait till you're 18. Um, he putting stipulations on 16 year old big headed football players, but they should be in high school. I, well, they, but I, they I just but, have, but, have a rough time. But with to that. be in the league, they have to be in high school. I mean, yeah. they, they have to be going to school. They just are not going to be able to play. Like again, if a kid out of Texas signed up to play in the team in Houston. They wouldn't be able to play for their right. high school team. They couldn't play at all, yeah. As far as the rules would say. I think that would only work if it was taking place in like one city and it was more of like an academy 
that you went to just to play foot, like kind of like what we see in Europe with some of the, the soccer academies. And, and the league doesn't seem long enough. Uh, but I mean, look, look at Josh. You got twelve teams: Cleveland, Dallas, Houston, New Jersey, uh, New Orleans, Los Angeles, Miami, Phoenix, San Diego, San Francisco, and Tampa. They're going to start hiring coaches in the next two to three months. Wood says the league could supplement the recruiting camps and seven-on-seven programs that provide recruiting showcases for prospects during the months when they aren't playing high school football. Well, I guess there are some states that are going to allow them to play high school football. I guess. You, won't, you wouldn't be allowed in the state of Texas, would you? I don't think so. No, I mean, UIL wouldn't. Oh, no. I mean, you can't take – now, that could change. <laughs> Maybe this is what he's planning on, that the, uh, the high school ranks are going to follow suit and your know, kids can play their high school team and play in this league. Uh, in the spring, right? Play their high school season, you know, then play in the spring. I, I don't know if that rule's going to change, but uh, two of the teams he's talking about are in the state of Texas, Dallas and Houston. But you have to finish all the way out through your senior year. Uh, if you were a senior, you know what I mean, that many years well, of this league? I mean, he's arguing you can the, the prep super league will begin next year with a six-week season, um, operate independent of high school state athletic associations, therefore giving players the chance to profit from their name, image, and likeness without any restrictions. So, again, I, I would that I mean – Would that I, enhance you for college or, or you go right to the, the pros? idea. The idea is to you know, showcase the best players in these areas. Oh, well, this isn't a kid going from high school to playing the pros. No, 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 no. Okay, you still got to go to college. It's its own league. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a conduit to college, right, essentially. Or I, I got – you know – it's brand new, so it's supposed to start next year. Next April uh, is the plan with those those teams. I only mention it that it's coming online on the success of this overtime elite in basketball, where we're seeing two of the top you know five to seven players in the in the draft tonight going out of that league, which was just started four or five years ago, um, and is already you know putting players into the league. So keep an eye on that. Yeah, because I, what I don't want is seventeen year old football players in the NFL. No, that's not this. This is that is not this. I don't want to see that happen. No, I don't think that could happen. I mean, the well, NFL, of course, has their age limit that they have. You have to be three years out of your high school class. To well, this compete. is running close to trying to get there, isn't it? Well, this is actually going to compete with high school football and with the seven-on-seven leagues, and you know, college recruiting is really what what the basis is. But the fact that they can make money will make it a problem for. And, and look, the high school the high school you know pipeline already does a pretty good job of showcasing the best players. So, you know, Steve Sarkeesian doesn't have a hard time finding, you know, he and his staff don't don't have a hard time evaluating who the best players are, right? You just watch them play on Friday nights. Right. Those are the best players. Um, I, I'm not sure what the appeal of this league will be for players. If you have a thought on that, give it to us. 337-3776 is the Specs text line. Uh, but just, you know, Brian Woods says... Well, the appealing part is the appeal that if you're a kid that doesn't have any money. Yeah. Yeah, if you're a poor kid. Yeah. And you can make money... But, your family, but in some states, or a lot of states, it's going to eliminate you from playing for your high school team. I think, oh yeah, because the rules would be for such, sure, uh, unless there's a waiver that you can get paid to play in that league, but then still come back and play high school football. I don't know, uh, but again, it's brand new. Keep an eye on it because it is working in basketball, as we'll see a couple of guys get drafted tonight out of overtime elite. The Thompson Twins coming back. Load up the blitz. Want to hear from you this morning on a buck off Thursday four four seven three seven seven six. Little gossip in there as well. Did you see what? Uh, Including in the gossip, about Kirk, uh, Kevin Costner's wife. Oh she's man, she's looking for a for a big one. They're getting divorced, and she, she wants certainly a lot. is. We'll get you that detail coming on B and E first. It's Craig Way. Where you get that from? Did someone tell you that? Did someone tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? Salacious gossip brought to you by Bud Light, the uh, number one selling light beer in the world. Certainly, the state of Texas, forty plus years now. Um, brewed by Texans for Texans and dang proud of it. Also the official domestic beer partner of your Texas Longhorns. 
the Texas X's and the Texas OU game, and summer in Austin, Texas, which is now here. Hope you enjoyed the longest day of the year yesterday, sun up to sundown. Had a few ice-cold Bud Lights, maybe watching the uh, baseball last night, enjoying the rain overnight. Hope you made it through that as well with the uh, storms that moved through. Cooled it down just a little bit. I think we're going to hit 99 today, Buck. 99 okay. with the triple reprieve. digits returning. Thank you. A little bit of a reprieve because yesterday the heat index in Austin at Camp Mabry hit 117. The feels like temperature, which is the highest on record since 1990. It's coming back next week, too. 1990. That's I didn't even live here then. I moved here in 91. Monday and Tuesday of next week, it's right back on you. All right, so uh, your salacious gossip is this before the Blitz at 447-3776. They're already lining up to uh, tee off. So this is a strange home invasion story, maybe the most strange home invasion story. Pierce Brosnan, you know Pierce Brosnan? Oh, yeah. Hollywood actor, heartthrob? Sure. On Monday afternoon, cops were called to his Malibu home because a dude was spotted uh, in his outdoor shower, showering himself. Okay. Pierce is a rich guy. He's got an outdoor shower. Sure. Comes from the beach, right? Goes down to Malibu. He got a shower off. Well, he needed... <laughs> the reason he needed to clean up was that he just dropped a deuce in Pierce's neighbor's yard. Like he took a dump next door <laughs> and he wanted to shower off. A phantom dumper is involved going well, through the Well, the guy was running from the cops. Oh. Oh, and no. Any of the release his bowels while yes. he's running? Yeah, I guess it, oh, okay. nature called. He was near Pierce's yard, and then that's where I'm going, like the dog would. And then I suggest but, prunes, mister. Uh, so then he saw Pierce had an outdoor shower, so he thought he'd go over and clean himself clean, up. Clean him up? Okay. He's been arrested for stealing P- Pierce Brosnan's water. What? Trespassing and stealing water. It's the most Californian thing I've ever heard. He tried to run from the cops, but uh, they caught him. Pooping in public and stealing uh, water. Pierce, if I'm you, I'm just going to give this guy a pass on that one. You didn't get in my house, did you? You just used the shower. Well, did he have one of those little poop bags to pick up his, like the oh, dog see, would? you know, hey, you know how I am about that. Hey. You don't do it because you're, you're, you're one of those people. I'm one of those people, hey. So you had to learn to sidestep that stuff. If your dog poops in someone's yard, you clean it up. It's yeah, your, It's your job to pick that up. I don't take my dog out, so this guy says, he I poops wanted. in my yard. All right, the Kevin, speaking of Hollywood, Kevin oh, Costner's is divorce is getting ugly. Uh, remember Kevin Costner, the Yellowstone star? and The governor? The act, lead actor in many of my favorite movies, from Bull Durham to, gosh, so many shows that he was in. The Postman, Cometh, or I whatever like it is. The Postman, no, I didn't like that. Or Waterworld. Waterworld, that's right, the great Waterworld. <laughs> So apparently Kevin Costner confronted a guy named Daniel Starr, who apparently was uh, living in one of their rental homes and barely had a got a, had a cozy relationship with his now soon-to-be ex-wife Christine Bumgarner. And that Kevin Costner maybe confronted him saying, Hey, you guys are you guys are getting a little bit too cozy. Too cozy. I've been and away filming. Well, yeah, I'm out there in Montana. Yeah. Or no, I think they filmed that apparently that Yellowstone in Utah somewhere. Um but says, uh, yeah, they, she, Daniel says, he's like one of these hunky guys that was living in the, the guest house. Oh, yeah. He says, we only had a landlord-tenant relationship. Kevin's not buying it. He's wondering why she dropped the divorce bomb on him. And by the way, uh, his now soon-to-be ex-wife, Christine, is refusing to leave the home. And she now is asking for $248,000 a month in child support from Kevin Cox. How old are these kids? What kid? What kid does, does he have like a 12-year-old? Two hundred and forty-eight k a month. She's got a lifestyle to maintain. No, that's mama's. That's for the kids. That ain't for the kids. That's for mama. Yeah, that's three million a year, right? I mean, come on, really? For the kids? Come on. What do these kids eat? What the hell are they doing? 
Yeah, I don't know if she'll get that, but that's getting they pretty good. got ugly. a couple of infants there or what? Also, unfortunately, the uh, the Ocean Gate Titan submersible likely is over now. The uh, About 6.08 this morning, according to NBC News, the uh, the breathable air remaining would have been exhausted by 6.08 this morning. And now well past that point, a couple hour and a half from that point. So it's likely that all five uh, people on board, maybe this they've been gone a while, but this yeah. is now the official deal that... Uh, they're, even if they find the capsule. This is not search and rescue now any longer, probably. This is just search and recover. Yep. Hey, let's go to your Blitz. The Bucky and E Blitz. The Morning Blitz brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck, the half under factory warranty, in any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. All right, first Blitz, are you up? Uh, uh. Uh, this is Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, and I just wanted to let my fans know that as soon as Zeke Elliott gets through cleaning my pool and mowing my lawn, number 22 will be back per se with the Dallas Cowboys at either running back or starting as my center. This will put the Cowboys right back on schedule. By the way, didn't they nice. already give away Zeke's number? Yeah, they did. <laughs> wow. If he comes back, he's got to get a new number. Get his center's number. Next blitzer, you're up. Yeah, this is uh, Vince uh, Young. Yeah, hey, tragic news about that submersible. I mean, just think, if that pilot of the submersible had not shown up for work, all five of those guys would still <laughs> oh, be alive. God. Today. It's real early for this one. Next blitzer, you're up. Hey, down at the Alamo, Crockett looks over at Bowie and says, damn you need to learn to play Texas Hold'em. Bowie looks up and says, look at them. Look at them. They look all dressed like Aggies. He says, are we going to pour concrete today or are we playing Mexican Sweat? Wow. Next.